2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
2: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How many times do I say into this microphone, you never want to be the guy after the guy. You just don't want to be the guy after the guy. Yeah. Check it out. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. This guy after Tom Brady. Leaves. They get
3: those the dart toward the end zone.
2: Caught ball. My God. There's no doubt in my mind that he has raised this franchise. Earlier on the show, ESPN NBA insider Brian Windhorst. Coming up, Fox Sports College football analyst Bruce Feldman. Host of Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio.
3: And now... It's Rich Eisen.
2: Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show. I started hour number one with Harbaugh Watch, as in Jim. Still no word. Still no smoke, right? It's either maize and blue smoke or powder blue and yellow smoke, right? That's basically coming yeah, out of the
3: pretty much, yeah, coming out of the pretty
2: chimney much. in and Ann Arbor, Michigan, know. or so far, wherever it is. Well, he's here at so far, right? There's no chimney atop so far, right? I don't think I don't so. Think so. Uh, There's just an Oculus inside it. <laughs> Oh you would know you are a season ticket holder there. No, right? I've
3: been multiple times this year.
2: Really? You went to the Saints game on a Thursday night.
3: I went to the a preseason game and oh. the and the last game. Oh great. So you're a diehard. Go a preseason games, you're a diehard. Come on, Rich.
2: <laughs> well you probably you took your son, right? Right. Yeah.
3: There are Raider fans everywhere. Gave
2: him some tater tots and some uh scary. And, and some uh oh, chicken tenders. Oh yeah, Cheetos. Cheetos.
3: Oh yeah, really orange hands. Cheetos. Rookie move on my part. Big time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Chris, you should reach out to me. Yeah, I've nah, been nah, I've nah. been around. I know. You know what I mean?
3: Okay. I was so low.
2: At any rate, still no still no word from Jim Harbaugh. Uh so then we'll just settle for John, <laughs> who's <laughs> only trying to get to the Super Bowl again. He's a one seed for the second time. Didn't make the Super Bowl that year. And uh, for the first time, though, they made sure they won that division game. So they are hosting an AFC championship game. This is unbelievable. I looked this up. As soon as the Ravens won that game against the Texans, I'm like, so when was the last time the Ravens hosted an AFC championship game? And I started looking back, and the answer was never. The Ravens have never hosted an AFC championship game. It's either been at New England right, or it's been at Pittsburgh. Wow. That's it. They have never been home for an AFC championship game. And that included, uh, you know, the year that they made it with Ray Lewis. With Billick.
3: Oh, way back in, what was they that? They didn't. 2000? The last 2001? time
2: they hosted... An AFC Championship game. They were the Baltimore Colts hosting John Madden's Raiders in the old Memorial Stadium the year after Don Shula left to go to Miami, and they went on to Super Bowl V in winning that game, 1970. That's the last time Baltimore football fans would say, let's go and settle into our home stadium and watch – our team to see if they'll make the Super Bowl. Although back then, it might be this. What, what are they calling it now? They're calling it the Super Bowl. They're no longer calling it the AFC, NFC Championship game. That's how long ago it's been since Baltimore's hosted a title game in its town, in football. So, cue John Harbaugh about the mindset of this team looking as great as they've looked Playing as well as they just played in the second half of their divisional playoff game, Lamar playing at the top of his game. The defense is buzzing, and how does he uh, approach this in the mindset? And this is another reason why I love the Harbaugh's. We think, we think, we think alike. Hit it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is always the biggest thing. It's you. You, you, you want to go play well. You know, it's it's one game. It's like the Hoosiers movie, right? I mean, you, have you seen that movie, Sean, you know, you know, like, and I got to say it to our team because most of I'll bet our players haven't seen it, you know, <laughs> if I gave them that reference, I mean, you know, 10 feet high, you know, the free throw line is, it's a 10 feet, you know, so it's, you know, 100 yards long and 53 and a third yards wide. The field doesn't change. The hash marks are on the same spot. So really our guys understand that, you know, they've understood that all year. Your focus is always going to be on just playing your best football game and, uh, All the details that go into that, one play at a time. Uh, That's what my mom always says, so I'll go with that advice.
2: I love it. I do that all the time. I make Hoosiers references all the time, as you know from this seat, this chair. It's my favorite sports movie ever, and it makes sense. It does give a sense to the players. Hey, just a bigger spot in terms of Mm -hmm. attention and obviously what it means to win, but it's still the same game you know coach dale measuring the rim to the floor in the old butler fieldhouse and from the baseline of the free throw line just like our home gym and he makes a great point point. and the only difference is um unlike coach dale i don't think Harbaugh's is going to make a point by taking one man off the field and saying that's my team on the floor <laughs> that would be um, a i'm ball, sorry ball no, move. no i'm sorry that's just notre dame against ohio state my bad <laughs> <laughs> i'm just having, i'm having the time of my life right now having the time of my life because we won the Natty because his brother brought it home. And I'll just say this, man. Lamar is just killing it. Killing it. And him versus Mahomes, man. This could be because the last time they played was on a, a Sunday night a couple years ago. And Lamar won that game. First time he'd ever beaten the Chiefs, and um, I remember waking up the next day because I think it was when I was over in, in London or Germany or something like that, and it was tough to stay up to see it. I'm watching the highlights, you watched the highlights back of this game. If this game, if that game happens in the AFC Championship game, the the ratings might start with a six, although it's the early game. At any rate, this is what Lamar had to say about uh, being on the same field and a chance to go to the Super Bowl with uh, Patrick Mahomes.
3: I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just I believe it's just two 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 greats, um, up and coming greats, just going toe to toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight. Heavyweight matchup, that's that's just what I see. I love it. Guys, how great is this going to be? Yeah, the last time they played a couple years ago, this was a hell of a game, yep. 36-35. If that and
2: happens on Saturday, on Sunday.
3: Lamar, two rushing touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win it after being down 11.
2: And they were 0-3. He was 0-3 against uh, Mahomes going into that game career. And uh, that was the first one that he came up with the dub.
3: Yeah, that was week two in 2021.
2: Every move the Ravens made when the calendar year turned, okay, and it looked like the relationship between coach, I mean, between quarterback and franchise was souring. Every move they made was to make sure this moment could happen in Baltimore from Todd Monken being hired from the Georgia staff to change however their offensive philosophy would be made to remain, remaining composed, John Harbaugh, as his butt was hitting the seat at the owner's meeting last March, Lamar appeared to hit send on his tweet revealing that he's requested a trade from the team. And John was taking questions at that moment and he remained composed in the moment, talking about how much they love Lamar. And the general manager, Eric DeCosta saying how much they were trying to keep Lamar. And then they draft Zay Flowers in the draft, and they get Odell Beckham on the hook before it to sign. And Odell is now delivering the message. By his presence that, yeah, big time available wideouts. And I understand he was coming off a knee injury, but Odell is still Odell. And and him to say, I'm going to go there, even with Lamar not in the fold yet. Get someone in your life, everybody, who loves you like the Ravens love Lamar Jackson. Please do that because there are so many times other organizations would crack and fold and there'd be rumors and it would ruin it. And they, or the coach would just like, you know, crack with the cameras on him and him learning the in-house stuff that they're working so hard to keep in-house is now let out of house by Lamar. All of that working towards this moment from happening and it's happening. And we will see if Lamar can do to Kansas City what he did in the fourth quarter of that game two years ago, yeah. what he did to the Texans in the second half of this game last week, and pretty much everyone in front of him this year to be what I believe if they make the Super Bowl this year, um, Lamar is going to have to make the trip in from the team hotel in Henderson, Nevada and um, and show up at NFL Honors and accept the uh, MVP if he's up for it because he's going to get it oh boy Ravens getting it done in the mix every move they made check the boxes it's all worked right naming one that hasn't worked for them
0: and also we forget about the fact that this team Every running back that plays for this team gets hurt. And they, they That's another one, too,
2: yeah. They keep churning, Dalvin Cook
3: more people Dude. in, and have another guy step up over the last two, three years. Dalvin Cook may that. end up getting a ring after all. Dalvin Cook
2: <laughs> had three carries for 22 yards in the playoff game against the Texans. I looked it up. That was more... Then he had in 10 individual games for the Jets in his 15 appearances for the Jets this year. Wow. In three carries. Right. And so Dobbins goes out, and here comes the Gus bus back in again and Justice Hill. And, you know, unfortunately for Melvin Gordon, he's been there for much of the ride all year, and he's sent home because Dalvin Cook's available. Let's get him. And they might get Mark Andrews back this week. Still waiting to hear confirmation on all of that, but... Signs are pointing to yes to use the magic eight ball phrase, "Man, oh man." So
0: and you, and you remember they had you know the young guy Keaton Mitchell, who was oh God too yeah, oh, yeah right, right, forget right, about right. Him. And Keaton him. Mitchell was like ma- he
2: was going to do something. Keith Mitchell was made active after he got hurt in the uh, preseason. He was made active mm-hmm. off the practice squad for yeah. the game I, I called for the Ravens and Titans in London. And they were raving about him prior to the game, mm-hmm. and he started coming on strong. Oh my goodness, you're not wrong. I appreciate you bringing that up. I forgot about that. So, as I mentioned, eight four four two zero four rich number to dial. Pete and Hilton at South Carolina. I'd take your call right here. What's up, Pete?
0: Hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? Well, I'm calling because I embarrassed myself on December thirteenth when I said that um, Alabama beat Michigan. And that Texas would beat Washington by two touchdowns. Okay. So that proves I'm an idiot. But <laughs> No, Pete, no, Pete, I'm Pete, 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 now.
2: Pete. listen, this- Pete, can I help you out here before you continue on with your point? Let me help you out here. Yes, sir. When you are on a show like this one and you are wrong, um, you, you should say mea culpa. That's what we do here. But outside of these walls on a show like this one, you're supposed to just forget about it, yeah. move on, and okay. keep on taking, Pete. Catholic, it never happened. Exactly. So yeah, I will counsel that that's that's
0: to you. I'm going to yeah. redeem myself today. Okay. Because I should we two mark two the date as week. well? Should yeah, we no, mark no, the no, date as well? Write this down. Okay. January 24th. I know. I told you before, looking at little book of yours. So I do the same. Uh, I think the two games this week will be close, uh, probably less one score games. Okay. And then in the Super Bowl, Baltimore will beat Detroit Lions by more than three. And I mean three touchdowns.
2: Oh, three wow. Touchdowns. That's a oh, that's bold, Pete. So put that. In,
0: so and I know Chris Brockman can laugh at me like he did before, <laughs> but I'm going to call you on, De- on February 12th, and and uh, I'll be back in the fold.
2: Okay, Pete, you're always in the fold, but thank you for the call. Pete. <laughs> okay, have a good day.
3: So based on what happened a month ago, it's going to be Chiefs over 49ers in a close one. Oh,
2: boy, don't do that to Pete. <laughs> um i will i will say ravens making the super bowl completely um in a, the realm
3: not a hot take at all yeah. uh,
2: Lions making the super bowl completely in the realm a little hotter completely in the realm sir
3: well they are seven point dogs rich so.
2: i understand what the what what they are <laughs> but it's in the realm
3: well, it, them, it is because they're among the final fourteen. Them
2: losing by three touchdowns just because they got blown out when they were in Baltimore earlier this year—I uh, don't know about that, pal. I don't know about that.
3: Baltimore, how about that? It's it, been a long time since teams. we've had a
2: we've had a good old fashioned tail whipping in the Super Bowl where we're all checked out. Watching commercials wow, instead.
3: Seattle-Denver was the last It's one. been a long that time. That game was over in the first half.
2: Oh, well, it was in, for the first snap. Went past Peyton Manning's head, right? Was that snap one or snap two?
3: Uh, that might have been, yeah, one or two, yeah.
2: Right, people were cheering in the crowd. Two reasons. One, Seattle fans were all over MetLife. Like, seriously, the Pacific Northwest roosted in northern New Jersey that night. And then two, the other people who weren't rooting for the Seattle Seahawks somehow uh, wagered that a safety would be the first score of the Super Bowl, and we're cheering their heads good, off. Good bet.
3: Uh, pretty checked out at twenty-eight to three. Not going to lie. Right. So.
2: Was that that was after that too? Yeah, that was after. That was okay. two years
3: after. Yeah. So.
1: Thirteen Super Bowls have had a twenty-one point or greater
3: deficit as the final. It's been a while though. So, when
2: was the last one that we had? That was that. Was it? Was it uh, Seattle and, and Denver? Denver?
3: That was that was a big blowout. What was the score of that one? Seattle, Denver. Okay. Yeah, that, that was, was, pretty, that was pretty 2014. And I mean, the Bucks for, beat the, the, the Chiefs by like 14 or something mm, like that.
2: So, it's been a while yeah. since we just checked out, so let's not put it. Let's not speak it into existence. Plus, it's going to be Ravens, Niners anyway. Just look at the color scheme. <laughs>
3: Chris, you you roll your eyes. I roll my eyes completely. It hasn't happened the last three years, according to the
2: internet. But these logos are created way in advance. Oh, so they created this in advance before Lamar got healthy from whatever kept him out of last year and then survived his holdout where everything was dicey. So what the the, the fixers oh, yeah. were saying? We're we're trying to find another purple team in the AFC. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's so dumb.
3: All I'm telling you, it's happened three years in a row.
2: It's so. I mean, you and good. Cooper should hang out.
3: I actually don't. What you, what I do you don't call, believe this. What do you call telling... my
2: son with his with his conspiracy theorist? What did you call him? Oh,
3: man, Koopanon? I mean, Koopanon. Koopanon.
2: Oh my God! Koopanon. How dare you!
3: You know no, there are scripts for these. Tell things, him right. to get off YouTube. Right? Right? Mm-hmm.
2: He's not on YouTube. The only thing on YouTube he's watching are cars and 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 sports videos. Tell him to get off YouTube. All right, thank God that's all he's watching. A You're a clown, guy, bro. Bro. Get off, thank you, thank you Fletcher, Cox. Fletcher Cox, defending my son. Game <laughs> time tickets. Get the app. Put it on a mobile device near you: phone, iPad, whatever you got, and tablet. I should say um and because it is the perfect way for you to remove the frustration of buying tickets and all the guesswork straight out of it you could see the view from the seat that you're checking out you can also before you check out get all in prices showing your total upfront, no sticker shock and then you could get sports music comedy and theater events near you tickets to all of them sometimes after the event has started last minute seats killer deals the guesswork is removed when you buy tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code MyCo's RICH $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions do apply, so visit gametime.co for terms. Again, create an account, redeem the code RICH, $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and the Athletic coming out talking about everything in college football and the kids that's going to be available in this year's draft that's on his board. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets Back here on the Roku channel, everybody. Our radio audience will return in a matter of moments. Bruce Feldman of Fox Sports and the Athletic back on his usual Wednesday spot right here. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. Um, was the last person sitting in this chair was, uh, was Andrew Whitworth, right? Yeah, And, and then well, before yes, right? that was Snoop Dogg, right? Correct. Yeah.
1: Wow, you have really dropped in star power no. <laughs> to go from those two <laughs> to me. Not
2: at all. Not at all. I think it's, yeah. you know. Not at all. You're the, you're, the, you're the Snoop and Andrew Whitworth of your, of your world, I would think. <laughs>
1: By the way, watching the Lions game, I cannot help think of when you see the interception of Barnes, I'm like, my first thought is Andrew Whitworth because of that like awesome um, story he told on the, um, maybe the NFL honor show. I'm trying to remember. It's like, okay. you know, because of him mentoring kids when he was a Bengal like 15 years ago. I
2: forgot about that. We should have asked him that.
1: Sorry. Fat- no, no,
2: no, 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 no. That is, that's true.
1: But like, that's what I think of of him because I remember that story. And I just was a really good NFL linebacker, but it's just, Crazy, the pay-it-forward piece of it, you know, so.
2: Oh, man, now we now we got to get Whitworth back here. Let's FaceTime him.
1: Let's FaceTime him. I forgot about
2: that angle. See, I need to talk to you more. I need to, before we get, get who's our next
1: guest? Florio? Well, I mean, is... I the other sure. crazy thing I heard about Andrew Whitworth just is being... You know, whatever he's six seven plus and oh, three hundred plus, giant. like can
2: confirm his yeah.
1: old teammate Eric Winston, who was like a buddy of mine from back in the Miami days, was like Andrew. And this is back when they were Bengals. He was like Andrew was like a great golfer, and you just don't think of something that big. We talked about that with him yesterday. What's his it's handicap?
2: Six, six
1: to be yeah. that big yeah.
2: to like to have you can have all sorts of problems. When yeah. you're that big when you're back, you know, you can. Yeah, you the know, game is not built for you.
1: somebody to be three hundred pounds like that. No, I know, honestly. His he, his, he dri- has hit it
3: so far. his driver in my
1: hand would probably look like a hockey <laughs> yeah, stick, yeah. right? Like,
2: let, me, let, me, let me hit it like like Happy Gilmore back on the Rich Eisen Show. We've got Bruce Feldman here from Fox Sports and The Athletic here on our program. Good to see you, sir. Good to see you. So um, I'm, I'm on pins and needles. I'm, I'm, I'm sensing
1: today's Harbaugh Day one way or another. What do you think? What do you think right now? I don't know about today, but I would be very surprised if he's not an NFL head coach. Just everything seems like it's pointing in that direction. Um, from what I did hear that, like, the interviews apparently have gone pretty well. Yes. At least that's how his camp feels well, about it.
2: We're hearing, you know, money's not an issue that uh, that the Chargers are, are ready to cough up, not just for him, but what, you know, what he would want his staff to be paid and, and everything else that you pointed out yeah. that needs to go along with his program. From, you know, whatever it is, strength conditioning and, you know, smoothie making or whatever the heck it is. And if you're
1: a Michigan fan, I think that the bigger blow, obviously, if Jesse Minner, who did a terrific job as a DC. Oh, I think he's gone too. Of, yeah. I think so too. The one so. I would be like, oh, please don't take Ben Herbert. That's the one, like, that's the strength guy there who Jim came, who Jim brought. He was an old Bielema guy, you know, Wisconsin, then Arkansas. Like, that guy's as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. and. You know, when you look at him, them not like quote having the recruiting stars of the other, you know, elite teams to win a national title, it was the development part. And that guy, man, they can't pay him enough money.
2: Well, I mean, we'll see what Michigan does um, to keep whomever from going with Jim and things of that nature. I I don't know, and maybe Jim is still considering staying. That this may just be you, you. You know, you heard how the. The Broncos thought they had him. He yeah. thought that he had the Vikings and then didn't. So, you know. That,
1: you never know, especially with Jim Harbaugh. You really you, never I'm
2: know. I'm telling that's what I said at the top of this show. Like, everybody who I talk to that might know from the Chargers and everyone that I talk to that might know from Michigan – finishes their entire soliloquy or theory or right. this is what's happening type statement with you, with Jim, you never know.
1: You never know. Now, I know his wife liked Southern California from her time there. Right. You have a franchise quarterback that's waiting there, mm-hmm. you know, like a big athletic guy, um, some really good players on defense. You just like there's a lot to work with for the Chargers, especially. Um, you know, obviously the Falcons would have, you know, no quarterback – I don't know if he, if if that would be attractive to go say, hey, all right, well, I can bring in J.J. McCarthy and move up to get him if I believe he's that guy. I don't know. Um, but, man, the Chargers feel like they're, you know, they're moving into new facilities this year not far from us. Right down the road, yeah. across the street, practically. Andrew Whitworth could probably hit a golf ball
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tee it up and let it fly. Um, what, what would a um, a coaching search at Michigan look like with Harbaugh gone? Is it just as simple as Sharon
1: Moore? Here's a new contract. I think it is the only, and I wrote about this on the athletic the other day. The only thing that I think could give them a little hesitation would be, is if there's anything that they have, that's been uncovered related to the NCAA investigations. I don't think that's going to be something that Mm -hmm. will be a deterrent. You know, I could see them saying, Hey, we're going, you know, it's Michigan. We're going to do a, a full coaching search, but ultimately you know, again, this is something I wrote a lot about, was Sharon Moore not only has beaten Penn State at Penn State, he beat your arch rival. Like There's no interim who could have proven more than Sharon Moore has under intense pressure and scrutiny in tough environments, and he aced those tests. The other thing was, and I got into this in the story about him, after they get national title, it's an hour later, and I'm talking to Trevor Keegan, who's a team captain, not about what if Harbaugh leaves any of this. We were talking about something about like kind of the brotherhood of him and some of the linemen and some of the guys he came in with, unprompted. And he starts talking about how, you know, the recruiting process, how jaded that could be. And when he was a freshman and he did not love, he basically stopped loving football, going in to, you know, kind of had this feelings about going into Beckler Hall when he was a young player Mm -hmm. and everything in the building. And then all of a sudden he goes, Sharon Moore, you know, basically made him love football again and and completely flipped everything for him. I didn't ask him about Shawn Moore. He and he wasn't talking about him, I think, in terms of like, this is why Sharon Moore should be the next head coach at Michigan. But I think that's probably why he should be, because, you know, as much as we want to say that, oh, these bigger programs aren't totally developmental programs, they absolutely are. They're all college football programs or developmental programs. Harbaugh was masterful at that. And I think Sharon Moore will, has shown he is he is very able and wired to do that. And so if you don't, if it's not gonna be Sharon Moore, man, it better be a grand slam choice. Like the other guys I'd say, the only other guy I would think of and say, okay, that guy's pretty remarkable head coach, but he has no ties to Michigan, is Lance Leipold at Kansas. Like I think he's done an amazing job at a place nobody wins at he's from Wisconsin, so he has, you know, Big Ten footprint, you know, growing, you know, coming from where he came from. But he's still not, a you know, like he, you're talking about a complete outsider. Anybody else are bringing out, you know, like I've had some people throw the name, you know, Brian Kelly. Right. Like mm. the stuff that, that made Jim Harbaugh such a great coach at Michigan, when you talk to people, it's like the connection he has with the players. Jim Harbaugh is Jim Harbaugh. He may be wildly unpredictable. He may be very different, but like there's an authenticity that the players and the people in there totally buy in on. Bringing in Brian Kelly after the guy who's totally authentic and and that lands with people and resonates with them doesn't. It seems like you'd almost have the polar opposite. You know, where you'd have a salesman component to
2: it. Are you saying Brian Kelly would not? Pronounce the word "family" differently when he. How do they say it? (laughs) Well, but he would know. I mean, he was a former central coach, you know. And not
1: only that, he was at Lake Superior State for a long time, you know, in you know in the area as well. I mean, he's got deep ties around the Midwest. He's recruited at a high academic school, you know, for a long time at Notre Dame. Um, But but I just think that Shrone Moore is such an obvious choice for them and for the players in the program. And there's a lot of key pieces I think you could probably keep. Um, and there's still a lot of really good young players there. So to me, it's like that that would surprise me if they didn't end up promoting him. Bruce Feldman
2: here on the Rich Oddson show Fox Sports and the Athletic. In the meantime, Jim Harbaugh has made a ton of other people money. Um, by that, I mean beating Alabama, Nick Saban retires which he probably would have done anyway, but I'm ascribing this to Jim Harbaugh because Nick Saban retires. Dan Lanning makes a killing, right? Um, Mike Norvell makes a killing. Yeah. All right. Um, Sarkeesian makes a killing, right? Yes. Okay. DeBoer makes a killing. Um, I'm assuming Jed Fish got a raise to go to Washington. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm sure Jed Fish definitely. And the others who are making a killing are Ohio State Buckeye players. I'm reading to you a headline from the Wall Street Journal today. Michigan won a title. This school spent millions to make sure it never happens again. And that's Ohio State. Yeah. How much money have they spent from
1: what you're hearing? It's a great question. I know that for them to get Caleb Downs, who to me is as talented a defense as in the country, was a phenomenal freshman player, a safety, who, you know, the people I talked to who faced him were awestruck by what he was able to do in that defense Mm -hmm. as a true freshman coming in. You know, just a phenomenal talent. Everybody thought he was going to Georgia. Ohio State was able to win that recruiting battle. Um, I suspect it probably did not come cheap. Julian Sand, right? Yeah, I mean, he, said so he was. He's from Calabasas, you know, not that I would say like down the road, but a Southern right. California kid. When I went to the Elite Eleven this summer, uh, he was a revelation. He was so good, so impressive. Um, was headed to Alabama. And then in this change now, he's at Ohio State. Their quarterback room is going to be really interesting because they have another Elite 11 kid who's got a really big arm, who's talented. Aaron Nolan, they have uh, Will Howard they took from Kansas State who led them to the Big 12 title game two year, to the Big 12 championship. Is an experienced quarterback, um, plus Devin Brown who started their bowl game and then got hurt. Um, that's a lot. And then on top of it, you add Ryan Day is no longer going to be the guy running the offense. He brought in Bill O'Brien, and we'll see how that works. Well, isn't that a
2: firewall for him when, uh, if if he doesn't perform very well again, if the team doesn't underperforms in the mind's eye of the fan base, to say, hey, "Don't blame me, I'm not going to." No, that's not going to work. Um, like I look, stop. look, Bill O'Brien is as top notch as you can get. You know, for a resume, obviously from coaching and what have you. Um, But I'm just returning to the original question here because it's just fascinating to me um, a a program that once upon a time got smacked down because of some silliness over tattoos is now in a day and age spending what is possibly the Wall Street Journal is clearly making it, uh, you know, apparent here, uh, potentially eight figures of money to give to players, you know, Legally, clearly, through the manner of which our world exists in college football. Like, we're now seeing that part of college
1: football change, to me. I think it's become more of a front-burner subject because I think there's more... You know, Georgia thought they were getting Caleb Downs. They didn't. You know, he ended up at Ohio State. Mm -hmm. There's certain, you know, Quinshaw Judkins was a terrific running back who couldn't leave yet for the NFL because he's only been in college two years. Yes. Left Ole Miss where they are very, um, not just very invested in I, NIL, but I feel like that organization has really figured it out of how to make it work, you know, and, Wait, and what do you mean? I,
2: Cause I, 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 I'm shocked you would say that, since a JUCO uh, transfer showed up in a yellow Lamborghini to sign his papers with Ohio, with Ole Miss. I, mean, I, I think it's yeah, kind of crazy. I mean, serious. I, I, I'm just, but this is it's a different, different day. What and age is going because on
1: a couple right of now. years ago, I remember, um, and this, is, I don't want to make this as like this is only Ohio State. No, but a couple of years know. ago, like I, Travion Henderson, great running back. I think he was a fresh true freshman at the time, uh-huh. freshman, and you know, they have a car dealership and he is with, you know, what looks, you know, it's, I don't know, $70,000 SUV. And this is not like plenty of high level players have some kind of NIL component with car dealerships and everything. And that's Mm -hmm. acceptable. Um, And so the, I I think there's a lot of stuff that gets, and I could be doing this in a five minute segment of conflating. Okay. They're paying this as a recruiting inducement, as opposed to their, their, they're rewarding this as part of an NIL program. There's a lot of stuff that has now been put under this umbrella. And I think that the programs and the schools that are the most organized about it. And again, I think Ole Miss has, has been that become proactive. They've gotten some really good players to go, especially from like, you know, one kid who was a really good edge rusher who was at Florida and now is at Ole Miss. They've Walter Nolan, who is as highly rated a defensive lineman has come out of high school in the last few years was a Texan. And now they're like, they have upgraded the roster considerably um, because I, you know, like one of the people who runs their collective was, um, was a former Walker Jones, former CAA agent who then worked for Under Armour, but also former Ole Miss player. Mm-hmm. Like in retrospect, I think if you were to said like, if you were an ad or who would you want to be in that position of in that i'm like man that would kind of be the profile a guy who played there a guy who understands the business world the sports business world and who understands the culture i think those are the things that we're starting to see go into those directions as opposed to some random money guy who may have been the 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 guy who was the under the table guy seven years ago the local buddy the
2: local buddy garrity you know and so you know, and if I'm not mistaken, one of the, uh, I guess, co chairs, for lack of a better phrase, I don't know if this is the ex- exact title of Ohio State's collective, is Cardell Jones. And uh, they announced that CJ Stroud made a significant major contribution to the collective.
1: What could be and, better than that if you're an Ohio State person? CJ uh, Stroud was like, you know, like, no, a, I'm, I, not, I'm not saying you're critical of it. No, but I'm not
2: saying. being, trust me, I'm not being critical because I do want to also say, Players deserve their. Mo- I mean, the, I'm I'm watching this because of the players, the Jimmys and Joes, right? And, and it seems like the guys who draw up the X's and O's can get to go wherever the heck they want. They can coach in a national championship game one one minute and then start wearing a, yes. a, a script A the next. And that's, uh, I mean, Kalen DeBoer's worked his ass off to come out of South Dakota to be the Alabama's head coach. So I'm not criticizing or 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 or, or I guess saying you shouldn't have. When it comes to the players at all, I'm just saying, wh- where are the rules? And I, I wouldn't blame Jim Harbaugh, who seems to have cracked a code here, to basically say, I'm going to go to the pros where I know when free agency starts. I know when I can talk to a free agent. I know how much a free agent's going to make. I know what the cap is. I know what my capologist is going to do, and I know I can't speak to a player or have them in the building until April. This, I mean, there's rules. Right. There's actual rules and contracts and unions. And, and and that's where, you know, the this sport needs to go, clearly, Bruce. And I guess that's my long winded way of, of setting up. Like, is this the stuff that I'm also hearing Nick Saban wants to fix or lead on this I'm still looking for the leader to try and figure yeah. out where are the guardrails here. Good Matt. good
1: luck on that because it's it's still so evolving. Like all the stuff we just talked about, and I thought about this with Stroud especially because, you know, he's a Southern California kid, went there. And really blossomed, and you know, like if, if I was Ohio State, and I'm not saying they're not doing this, but I was like, especially now. I mean, he's been a phenomenal first season, you know, and did did all this amazing stuff. Has been really good in front of the camera. On top of it, mm-hmm. um, like these are the things that you should be um, not embracing, right? And not just celebrating, embracing. And I, I wonder, though, is like what took them so long to, to kind of get it sorted because out? Because everyone's Those...
2: doing it for the first time, I think. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, this I... could be a template. Like, I don't know how many programs are reaching out to their stars in the NFL or you know, making a killing on the well, second overall like,
1: contract. L- LSU wins the national Where's title when, when Joe Burrow is the quarterback four years ago. And I remember it was Odell Beckham Jr. is like literally throwing cash around after the game. And it's like, uh-oh, what's going on here? Yeah. Remember, we, right?
2: did we, we talked about that with Patrick Queen a couple weeks ago when he zoomed yep, in. Yep, yep, yep. And I asked him, like, you know, you, Odell's your teammate now, huh? Was he, were you one of the guys who put a few hundred dollars, laughed. you know, put some money into the lap? He's like, basically, it's like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, even today. There is a know? guy
1: you work with over on the NFL side who was a great receiver at Miami. Yes. Uh <laughs> You should ask his brain and say, let me look at who I work with. I don't know who you're (laughs) referring to. (laughs) Pick his brain on this. Like you want to talk about like Ohio State's had three miserable years, three miserable years of it, of like incredible success. Yet on the other hand, yes, we know the the elephant in the room. Go, go ask somebody like you have all these Miami guys in terms of like, it has been a dark, it's like 20 years or Mm -hmm. whatever it is where other programs because that is a place that did not have the kind of boosters the one booster they had was not even like a miami you know booster guy he jumped in and then ended up you know with a ponzi scheme and they got in a lot of trouble for I it i think i saw 30
2: for 30 on that
1: right i don't know but okay there, but the the point of it is like there's a lot of programs that could leverage this stuff if they can get it figured out And I think the challenge is for them to get it figured out, to get the egos in the right place. when I say the egos, I mean the collective egos, like the people who are running it. USC has three collectives. I think there's a lot of probably well-intentioned people that are all kind of, kind of, you know, kicking each other in the Achilles along the way. Ohio State has two different collectives. Like, I, I think it's not uncommon for that, but it's like, this is the level of dysfunction I think before we get to the part that you were asking about where the leadership and where are the rules and where are the guardrails? Cause the guardrails question has come up for, for four years now, but it's like, now there's different before what happened. And it's interesting, the timing of this cause just in the last few days has come to light that the university of Florida is under investigation for a quarterback recruit who they, you know, initially were going to offer $13 million for, And then the NIL contract completely fell apart. It was completely dysfunctional in terms of dysfunctional on the agent side of what he was working with Mm -hmm. and dysfunctional on the Florida collective side. And there was, you know, maybe there's some some really dubious things that had gone on there. The kid ended up, you know, signing with Arizona State and and but Florida is now getting investigated for it. And I think what happened back then which is not that long ago it was two years ago was the collective people were taking the old model throwing money at high school recruits where the hit percentage of how good those kids end up being is still pretty slight it's maybe 25 percent in that ballpark as opposed to now the the money people have figured out let's go throw the money at transfers, because those guys are proven. It's way different to have high school film than it is to have college film. You know, there's no way, you know, barring an injury, Caleb Downs is not going to be a great player at Ohio State. The kid who's in high school, who is a, who is thought to be really good, there's a lot of those guys who end up being disappointed.
2: That's the crapshoot, I guess. I'm just saying, you know, I don't have a problem with the kids making money at all. I just don't know if I'm ready. Maybe I need to get ready. That get ready. That, that, that Well, no, no. That, that not the not how much the kids make. That the teams, these programs that have the best collectives, are going to be the ones that succeed the most. It doesn't. Maybe it doesn't matter about facilities. Doesn't matter about school. Doesn't matter about recruiting acumen. Doesn't matter about the X's and O's. It's just that if you if you get the collective part down right now, you now win more than those who don't have the collective part down. And there's no rules essentially about the collective significantly that everyone can play by the same standard.
1: Some of that uh, stuff that, that Rich was happening underneath the table with recruiting. Exactly, for years. Like, I, I, and
2: I understand that it, when it was about recruiting, it's about you know how much was in the paper bag underneath the table. I I understand that, and it's more out in the open now, which is cool. I just I'm just waiting for the rules. I want to take a break if you don't mind because I, I do want to talk a little bit of draft with you before sending okay. you on the road. And certainly you say that you're writing about and I'll tease it this way. One of the most you said polarizing prospects we'll, in terms we'll of polarizing about, quarterback in this draft and not not because of their their personality about about no. their style. very good. That's next. This is Bruce Feldman still with us on the Rich Eisen show. We'll be back in a moment. All right, everybody, back here on the Rich Eisen show. Bruce Feldman still here. Your phone's ringing. There's people. You've got, you got sources. You got people. Look at you, man. I see it. I didn't mean to snap my fingers at you. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy for you, man. You're in the middle of this whole thing. This is great. I'm sorry. I'm nervous as well. I, 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 I'm deep down. I'm, I'm hoping
1: nothing. You know, nothing is more. We live on the West Coast. Yeah. Like where, like I set the turn the ringer off at night because I you know sleep in the house with family or whatever sleep with my wife or okay. whatever by and the then,
2: way by the way congratulations so not everybody forward. in this town does but okay <laughs> so so uh you like the, that tj <laughs> the
1: phone buzzes when it doesn't you know ring it yeah. does the vibrate on the rug yeah and i'm like all right now i gotta go check this and whatever oh. 447 oh
2: no oh, the blue light then you're not early. going back to sleep well That's never mind TV. that
1: okay but it's 447 i'm like okay who's calling
2: you 447
1: somebody who's not calling with the information I want. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm basically babysitting two things right now. One thing I've been babysitting yes. for about, <laughs> I, I don't know, probably like two weeks yeah, or whatever. And it's not a huge, huge scoop, but it's a big enough scoop for okay. me that I would care. Um, and it's somebody I've talked to everybody just gives me, you know, the mm-hmm. update on where they're at with this. And so when I hear it in the morning, because we're on the West coast, so it's, you know, at the least 630, somebody mm-hmm. else's time locally, or 640. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, and then I look down and be like, hey, just seeing how you're doing or whatever. Some like random uh, person. I'm like, yeah. no, so. no, no.
2: Tell Nick Saban to stop saying a yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. lot. <laughs> well, I mean, you gave, us a, you gave me a central time zone. To, yeah. You know, I'm trying to, you know, trying to drill down here where who could possibly be. Or tell, you know, Jim's on the Eastern Times.
3: All right, I'm sorry. I me
2: mean keep making it about myself, but you just saw how the sausage kind of gets made. Yeah, bud. Right here. Back on the Rich Eisen Show. And back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. I feel like Bruce Feldman could do that
1: read by himself. Not Sorry, only that, like at some point we have a re- home renovation and I've definitely thought, yeah, I've heard this Granger let's let's for so long. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I bet you they could help us. I can
2: figure, I can help, I just
1: can stop fix by. you up. Yeah, just stop I'm it's guessing all part these of are your... two of the least DIY people in the country right here. Excuse me. Uh, excuse me. You know, Am I wrong? Excuse I don't know. me,
2: excuse me. You know, my Swedish name is Ikea. All right, just give me an Allen wrench and I can put anything together. Uh, does that make sense? All right. Um, so uh, a preview of what you're going to write on the athletic, this quarterback prospect is the most polarizing for scouts to identify
1: as a professional at the next level to see where they think he goes. Some people think he is a top you know, could be a first round quarterback. Okay. Some people think he may not get drafted.
2: What may not get drafted? And, All right, and, his, that, and his name is
1: His name is Michael Penix Jr.
2: He may not get drafted in some and scouts' con-
1: minds. The concern for some people is going to come back to the medical piece because he had, did have four season ending injuries. Mm-hmm. So ultimately that's going to be what the doctors tell, you know, say them. But then there's other parts of this where people are like, you know, I don't think he's a, he's, we have a third round grade on him based on some of what they look. And this guy, if you watch the Texas game in the semifinal was spectacular. I mean, you know, he puts up big stats, but it's not like he's dinking and dunking to big stats and letting the receivers and running backs run for tons of yards. I mean, he's taking shots down the field, throws into tight windows. Um, And not
2: just that, Bruce, i I, I'm, watching the national championship game. Michigan hardly could lay a finger on him sometimes. They have a cuz he was so quick to get rid of it and also his I I I mentioned this before so it's not name dropping even though it sounds it. Marshall Falk was watching the game, you know, at our house and he was marveling at his pre-snap identification abilities. Just his neck up ability and Marshall is the smartest football player I've ever been around. So if he's if he's praising that part of his game, the brain part of his game, the identification pre-snap, then this guy is an all-timer mm. when it comes to that. That's a hell of a
1: statement for Marshall Faulk because I know you've been around a lot of you, like... You should
2: a- speak to him. I'll, I'll hook you up with him. I mean, if you need that help. I mean, honestly, he, he was talking about how Penix was clearly pre-snap seeing it really well. And how he could see, and and you know, Michigan is has got like a pro type well, defense. That's the thing. That was one of
1: him. the one of the people I talked to said, Michigan is as close to an NFL defense as he saw. Mm-hmm. And he said, whereas Texas was much more vanilla, for what he was seeing, Michigan gave him more challenges to to sort it out and figure and feel comfortable where he's going with the ball and everything like that. Um, the The part of the the story for me is i think and i i talked to both bucky and dj for this story too mm-hmm. yeah. and they're great resources obviously for yes. stuff like this but it is the part about where I, where i am a big pennex believer what you said is is definitely you know true i think cuz the, there's tighter windows in the nfl i go back to something um back when Mike Evans and Johnny Manziel were down training in San Diego. Cam Cameron came out one day to help Mm -hmm. um, George Whitfield and Kevin O'Connell there. And I remembered Cam Cameron was like, talked about NFL open compared to like college open. Yeah. And like, he's like right in front of me and I knew Cam a little before that, but I was like, Oh, it's crest i can tell the toothpaste because he was like that close <laughs> sounds like, like hoosiers it's dentine he was like right. this is he was like this is nfl open you know and he started you know he, he was a really fun to talk to about that because he had at one point anquan bolden but in college he had jarvis landry and he was like these are guys who are like essentially like most power forwards you know how they can operate in yeah. this tight space sure um, and
2: Roma Dunze might not be too far off. No,
1: and and he had three elite college receivers, right? And but Roma Duzze is you know probably a top ten, top five kind of player, mm-hmm. um, and that. But he trusted them, and he did a lot of, he, you know, he made a lot of big plays with them because he gave them chances. But also, I thought the biggest thing that I really like about him is the is. He has faced real adversity in his career and his life and came out the other side and thrived from it. And the, the thing you wonder about with a lot of quarterbacks who come into the NFL at a, at a college is how much adversity have they really faced and what happened when they faced it? Whereas this guy, he's been very, you know, when we talked in the off season, he was very candid about it. Surprised me how candid he was about some of the adversity he had been dealing with or had dealt with and came through the other side. And I think there is something to really be said for the guys who have dealt with it and come through it, how they've come through it, you know? And I think there's certain kinds of adversity. Like when I watched Lamar Jackson, the thing like there's so much stuff you can get awed by, but there is something to be said for the guy who You know, I remember the Bill Polian quote about, you know, like he's still saying that stuff. And you're like, man, this guy is the franchise, right? And no, knock, I mean, Zay Flower's been, you know, like there's been good pieces around him, right? But you look at him like, holy cow. I feel like for a long time he was like underrated because of what he does. But you're also seeing a guy who has been doubted a lot. You know, even before he when when he got to Louisville, there, right? You know, and And
2: even look at him now. By the way, our radio audience is about to go away. Check out Bruce Feldman's article on the in the Athletic about this on uh, what Thursday. Still here, so finish your sentence.
1: Yeah, I just think that you you know there's something to be said for these guys who have come who, who have come through the other side, and then it really does become the strength. You know, it's like the weakness that turns into a strength. No doubt. I mean, that's what that's what football's about at any level, right? Is that adversity is going to hit? Like Goff was a one-win quarterback when he was at Cal at first, oh my right? Goodness. And now look at him. No, but then then you know, obviously you saw how that was probably a gut punch. He loved it being out here, and then he gets traded away, and then oh, oh the other team wins the Super Bowl without me. And now you watch like I'm a Lions fan because of Goff. I you know I can say this because I don't cover the NFL like that, mm-hmm. but like you know I definitely root for them in part because of him. And but you see the parts of like how they push through when, and a lot of times people manufacture that oh everyone's it's us against the, I'm not saying that was a Michigan thing, you know, like no, that. No, I know. Yeah. But, but I think there's there's something to be said for the ones because a lot of times guys don't. And there was some quarterbacks I've talked to who said, you know, when I got injured and I had this and I didn't know how to deal with it. And here comes Penix.
2: I can't believe somebody's even saying he shouldn't even be drafted. Well, I, I think mean, the question on even, that is. Is the medical? Yeah, that's the. Well, well we're going to find that we're gonna
1: out. We'll find out. That's, I mean, it's going to be a yes or No, about.
2: that is exactly it. And I will hear, I believe, within five minutes of being off the plane about something like that. That's the sort of thing that usually gets out there in the ether. Great to have you here, Bruce Thank Feldman. You. Fox Sports and The Athletic. Check out his articles in The Athletic. Back here on The Rich Eisen Show, Mike Florio on The Latest in the NFL.